Hello, this is Andrea from Lacuna Coil, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast. Check it out. Hi, this is Mike. This is Ross. And this is Matt, and you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Core community. We are at episode 145, so we're coming close to the big 150. It's hard to believe that we've done almost 150 episodes of this. I'd imagine we've got about one listener left by now. Um, so <laughs> whoever you are out there, thanks for sticking with us. Um, and if it is anybody that isn't listening to this how does that work? I don't know. If you look, listen to no, I forget it. Anyway, <laughs> how are you guys doing? How's Russ? Yeah, yeah. In the uh, land of the isolation, no snow. Um, so mostly listening to a lot of uh, vinyl. So good excuse to listen to more Lacuna Core at the present point in time. Like we need any. That's, I, I quite like the idea of you like in this little den listening to your vinyl LPs, like something from the I don't know the sixties or something like. Or in, in a uh, in one of those shelters at the end of the garden, you know, they made out out of uh, corrugated iron, whatever they called them, something ferris shelters. Sitting there. sitting there in my rocking chair with my blanket, you know, sipping my soup from a thermos, just rocking there, listening to a bit of Comalize. Whoa, where did you get soup from? It's probably about six years out of date. It was at the back of the cupboard because sure as shit, you can't find any now. <laughs> where? where? <laughs> Have you been hoarding soup? That's outrageous. I knew there was someone up. I ate my emergency bag of popcorn today. Just calling it out. The one I went shopping for last week. Uh, I'm, all, I'm all out of popcorn now. <laughs> How about you, Mike? How are you doing? Um, good, thanks. I've, well, at the tail end of a cold going, um, but thankfully I'm off work this week, so good time to recharge the batteries, uh, clean the house, and just chill out, really, so... Self-isolation is key, I think, at the moment for whatever's about to hit us. And I don't know, whatever happens, happens, and I hope we'll all be okay at the end of this. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, I think, you know, not this is a public information podcast, but if you are yeah, listening yeah. to this and you're a Lacuna Girl fan, no matter where you are, please look after everybody else as well as yourself. You know, the, the, the scenes we saw at the weekend in the UK after our government said, please don't go out, and everybody said, screw you guys, we're going out. We didn't vote for yeah, you. I want ice cream. Yeah, I want ice cream. I want to go down the beach. I want to mix with thousands of other people. It's like, um, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you in what world do you think you live? Oh, I know. You can't see the virus, therefore it doesn't affect you. Or you're so selfish or or whatever that you arrogant, I suppose, that you believe that it won't hurt you and it won't hurt other people. And it's just like it's just mental. Absolutely mental. Are you um are you still guys still going to work or or are you working from home, Russ? Um, what are you doing? Are you working from home? Um, well, subject to whatever gets addressed to the nation this evening, um, my company's still open, so we've got a rotor in place. So there's about 16 of us, and we alternate it between three or four people in the office at any one time. So I go in between once and twice a week at the moment. Okay. Okay. What about you, Mike? Um, well, if, if um, a normal week, I'm expected to be in because we're seen as key workers because we have to man the phones to s- support whatever uh, all these people need at the moment with what's happening so I think that will change even prior to whatever the Prime Minister said because there's certain floors in our building and another building where people have had symptoms so our building holds 2,000 people so once if it gets in there um, we're, we're screwed basically so I, I think it's only a matter of time before whatever this announcement is tonight, um, that I think we'll all be in lockdown potentially. Yeah, yeah. So as we record this, for those of you, I mean, by the time the, the podcast is released, whatever is announced at, uh, at 20, 30 hours this evening will have been announced, of course. Um, but we're 50 minutes away from that right now. So um, I would imagine it's um, martial law or something. It will yeah. be, it'll be something. I, I suspect it will be more rigorous lockdown, much like we have in, um, well, much like we have in Italy kind of thing. That we'll see, yeah, or, yeah. or Germany, where they like you know banning uh, groups of more than two people, that kind of stuff. But well, I guess we'll see. I guess we will see. It doesn't affect me because I'm living in my man cave, so 
Perfect. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. I'm already downloading. Without it. your soup. <laughs> Without my yeah, I got no soup, and I've now got not got any popcorn. Uh, I do have wine, and I do have beer, and I do have tea, um, but not milk. But I've got water, so I think I've basically got wine. I've got a packet of biscuits, so I've got all the basic food groups. So, <laughs> so that'll be fine. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so we don't have any news for you, Lacuna Corbwise, this week. Obviously, they, like the rest of us, should be, are all snuggled up under their duvets at home, um, waiting for the whole thing to blow over. Um, although, I will say that the, keep an eye on their Instagram accounts. I think there's uh, some good pictures coming out there. I just saw one from Mackie. I don't know if you guys have seen it, where he's gone shopping. Uh, looking like he's about to rob the place, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's like a, like a bandit. <laughs> Um, which I think is uh, typical him, really. Uh, you'll also see lots and lots of pictures of cats as well, as is always the case with those guys. Um, and um, somewhat, in a somewhat more militant sense, Christina posted her fingers up to all those people that were choosing not to quarantine and you know minimize social interaction, which is you know, her, her way of saying, wake up, world, please. Don't care who you think you are. Um, this is not just about you, it's about everybody else. So... Um, so yeah, that's 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 kind of news-wise. Uh, what I will say is that uh, we do have an interview though. Um, this week, I managed to uh, grab hold of Andrea uh, whilst he was at home. Kind of cornered him in the in the uh, corner of his apartment and um, threatened to get within two meters of him unless he spoke to me about various things. So uh, let's check out that interview now, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. So, uh, welcome, Andrea, to the Antispira podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, well, you know, we, we, we let you on from time to time if you're not going to cause any trouble. <laughs> so, how are things with you? I mean, besides this current situation of the lockdown here in Italy, everything else is fine. You know, but the only thing I'm a bit worried about rescheduling some of the shows and I see how it's going, see how, how fast these things will pass. And obviously I think after the, the, the situation will get better, everybody will going to reschedule touring and stuff. So it's going to be a very busy uh, yeah. time to find a spot to reschedule shows and stuff. But we're trying already to work stuff now to prevent prevent the, the fact that we will have to do it in a very busy season. So we try to play all the shows that we can come obviously adapting to the situation, the current situation. And then what we can't play, we're just going to reschedule. So we're busy with that. And then we, we're working some other stuff, taking advantage of the time home to, to do some stuff for some idea. I'm already yesterday. I spent a couple of hours collecting ideas for lyrics. Uh, Marco just doing, working some music at home, just like, uh adaptations of songs and stuff like that so we're, we're thinking for the future and do what we can at home you know yeah i mean I, I i it was never any doubt that you'll find ways to keep busy i was almost going to jokingly send to you so when's the next album coming out clearly you've you know you've got, nothing, <laughs> you've got nothing else to do so let's get some of your music out there but back to the point on touring I, I given how much i know you guys love touring you know all over the world and just knowing how how much of a great response you get wherever you go it must be a massive decision to say right you know we've we've not been to say indonesia um for whatever or for a very long time certainly you know when you look at that arena right to say we can't do this it must be a massive decision um and i can understand people's disappointment as well yeah, I mean, it's obviously we were looking forward because in certain places like Japan, we never played a headline show. We never played a headline show in Dubai. Uh, we never played Thailand at all or Indonesia or Singapore. So it were, there was a lot of new things, Malaysia as well. So we, there were a lot of new things uh, for us that was making it the tour exciting. Uh, and and it was also scheduled really well. Like we had some three days in Thailand, some days in Dubai. So we had time to visit a little bit also and enjoy also the, the culture and the places. 
but obviously it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> so we were, to, but we we're for sure gonna reschedule it. Uh, obviously, it's gonna be next year because uh, I don't see how we could do it before next year, or at least before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But most probably next year, it will be postponed almost a year at least because um, I don't see how we could be done before. Because obviously, we already had other stuff that we haven't announced yet, already planned until until end of the year so mostly it's going to be a little bit difficult to do it before that time and I, as i say probably there's going to be also a very busy schedule for all the bands yeah. uh, try, trying to to recoup all their tours and so it's going to be a bit messy but hopefully we make it happen that's good news and i'm sure lots of people will be very pleased to know that even if they have to wait another year or so at least they know that it's on your radar to, to to get out to those those areas that you've not had a chance to go to before so that's really good news so let's talk about black anima if you don't mind um i'm conscious that we didn't get a chance to catch up you know when you were in the uk and, and we and you guys were touring and i was there um so reflecting on you know the months that have passed since the release how's it felt this new album you know how's it gone down for you Actually, it feels even more than just a few months, you know, because obviously for you guys, it's three months, whatever. But for us, obviously, we recorded and write it like a year ago or almost uh, more than a year. So so uh, it feels much more, much bigger for us. But to be fair, we're really proud and we still think we can work a lot with this album because there's so many requests of touring and, and people that want to see, I want to hear the new songs live. That I think it's going to be a while before the the cycle will be done. And now with this problem also, it's going to be postponed even longer probably. But uh, yeah, we're really happy about the reception of the people. We feel it's a constant growth since Delirium, uh, where we kind of, I don't want to say reinvent ourselves, but we kind of refresh a little bit the, the sound of the band and uh, it's moving forward and it's moving in a very good positive way under every aspect you know and everything works really well and it seems people has really embraced this album and and we're really happy about it obviously well i mean it is a it is a fantastic album as i said my in my own review last year it feels like in some respects a kind of a, a lacuna call album that's 20 years in the making in that it captures so many different aspects of your music and yet so it feels fresh so it it, it feels like the kind of album that's going to make everybody happy i don't know if that's what other people are saying but yeah it, like to me. it seems like both the 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 fans that discovered the band with the latest couple of albums and the fans like you that have been with the band longer or even fans that they weren't following the band anymore because they they move move over and move somewhere else and then they're kind of coming back and they really enjoy it. It's an album that put together the new wave of fans of Lacuna Coil as well as the classic fans, let's say. Yeah. So, so that's good. I'd like to be referred to as a classic fan. At least you didn't say an old fan. I, I know what you really meant. I mean, it goes from the dinosaurs to the... <laughs> thank you, thank you. No, I mean, it's it's really, I'm really happy about the reception. And so far, everywhere we've been playing the songs, people have been very enthusiastic about the new song. It's almost like inside, we just played in South America recently mm-hmm. and, and we brought a special set list with, uh, since we didn't celebrate the 119 show in, in South America, we decided to bring some of the songs of that special show to towards the tour, you know, inside the tour. So we mixed a little bit of the new songs that we present also in Europe together with uh, these classics, old songs. And sometimes we felt the people was more excited about the new songs than in the classics, you know, even if obviously there were a lot of people were happy about the classics, but the, the, the new songs were having as much of a, positive uh reaction as the old ones you know that's that, really big you know that's amazing that is such a that, i mean uh, you you guys always get an amazing response from south america don't you i mean i, I kind of i watch it uh, you know, i see the news I, I watch instagram i see the the crazy responses and i'm always a little jealous i'm not able to be part of that because of the distance involved but to know that you're getting that really good response from the new songs must be really amazing 
Yes, I mean, and people really, really embrace, especially even the people in places where normally they want, they always want us to play the very old songs and uh, Coma Lies and blah, blah, blah. They, they had the same exact reaction towards the new songs, you know, and that's really, really great. And everybody was coming to the, even people that, since some of the countries now, they're facing a very hard crisis financially like argentina for example is really bad and a lot of people couldn't afford a ticket for the show because uh they they for them it's really dramatic uh in terms of the, the financial situation and so they were coming to the hotel with the new record and get it signed and get pictures and say i'm so sorry i want to come to the show but i can't afford it you know and that was but these were still coming in with the new record, you know, and, and get it signed. So it's it's very cool to 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 know that it's been receiving such positive feedbacks from all the fans. One of the things that kind of occurred to me is as you build, you know, you, you bring out more and more albums, it must get increasingly difficult to select the set list for the show, the show, whether it's, you know, whether it's 60 minutes or 80 minutes or 90 minutes or whatever it must be. Um, do you find that, you know, cause you've got such a strong back catalog now of songs from, as you say, the classics to the newer songs, but there's also ones we've not, that we, those of us that have seen you in concert more than a couple of times will recognize these songs. That we've not, we've not heard of for a decade or more, maybe something from, from Karma Code or, or, or from Comalize that hasn't seen the stage for a while how do you go about selecting a, a set list yeah it's, it's always hard because obviously there are certain songs that you always have to put like right right now uh i mean it also depends on how many tours you do in a play like in europe we do more tours so maybe you can just select different set lists you know but there are certain places like south america that you normally go once every album cycle you know so you when you go you have to play as much as you can of everything you know to to make and then probably in asia would have been the same you know as if you played an headline show in japan that you never played you you have to play something from every release you know so to to give them something uh because they never got the chance to hear some songs you know so obviously it's getting harder and harder to choose and but but it is what it is, you know, there's, maybe we should do two kind of tours, like a, more of a back catalog tour and a <laughs> current <laughs> material tour, you know, like tour where you play from Carmelize on and, and a tour from Carmelize back, you know, <laughs> something like that. That would be very, very cool. I think that would be quite divisive as well. And I'm sure you've got bandmates who will be like, no, I'm not playing those old songs. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, to play only old songs in a set would be a bit heavy to be fair you know it's cool to play some of the old songs every now and then but to do a, a complete tour with old songs it, it's a bit boring for us you know yeah. i mean it's it's good to have a good mix of the two yeah i mean i i remember myself when we talked many years ago about say the release of karma code and you know you, you said it yourself i think to me on one occasion that it's an album that, you know, you kind of developed it to play live, right? It's got that, it's got stronger vibe. It's got, um, I want to say easier songs, but kind of that simple, it's more available, more, you know, songs that are almost there to engage with the audience. And, you know, I got the sense that you enjoyed playing that album live and because you recognize that's what you love doing, right? So yeah, I can, yeah. Yeah, so I can imagine some of the older songs being, yeah, you like the songs, but they don't have that energy, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's hard to, especially the older material from Unleashed Memories or Reverie or, you know, it's it's way slower than, than, than the newer material, you know. So it's a bit tough to put four songs of that, you know. We did it in South America, for example. We did Coma Lies, A Soul in 280s, When a Dead Man Walks, uh, Current Obsession. All those songs are great songs, but they're very atmospherical and relatively slow, you know. At, yeah. At least in the in the perception of, of the people, and and so it's it's not easy to put all those slow songs in a set, you know, because it becomes a moment where people is getting tired, and then you have to give them back some more energy. Mm. So it's it's important to have a balance in the in the set, you know. But you know, it is what it is. Obviously, we're trying to bring as many new old songs as possible, also the ones we haven't played as much. And I think in the future, as we say, the 119 show is becoming a sort of a 
not a franchise, but something that we can bring back every now and then and do it special. Maybe next time we can do it with some different songs, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'll be there <laughs> if I can anyway. Um, so let's talk about the, the, the songs on the set from, or set list from um, Black Anima. Um, how, obviously some of them are singles. So we've got like Reckless and Layers of Time. And then you surprised us all with Inefficium. And then we had, uh, obviously we, we then heard London um, Save Me. And I, I believe that's been played elsewhere. Yes. Uh, what, of those songs, and I know we shouldn't choose favorites, but what do you And, and uh, we're also playing Sword of Anger now. Okay, and Sword of Anger. We awesome. did it in the, in the European tour. So have you got a personal favorite of those songs that you're playing live right now off of the album that you really look forward to? I think the Layers of Time and Reckless are the most fun to play for us as a band. But also the other ones are, it's cool because they're fresh and uh, Beneficium is always special because it has very epic and uh, people really feel the song. You know, even if it's a kind of a long song, it's still People really listen to it and sing along. And, you know, it has a lot of parts where people really connect to. Uh, but the two obviously are the most uh, immediate, uh, reckless and, and layers of time, especially in South America. Uh, layers of time is incredible reaction on the way the people were singing it and uh, every single word. And, and it, it went down really well. Amazing. Amazing. Are there any songs that you you want from black anima you know you're like come on guys let's 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 get this this mix this in the way that we can play this live from the album that you really want to get out there yeah yeah i mean we were adding different songs every time you know depending if we already play in a place or not like if we're going to do another european run maybe for the summer festival we're going to add maybe another or another two of the new songs uh, I mean, there's going to be more and more the more we go on. Some we, we still have to rehearse a little bit, you know. Of course. <laughs> of course. No commitment, but if you had to vote, what would your next song be? You know, your, the one that you want to play live next? Uh, probably Now or Never, mm-hmm. and probably Apocalypse could be one. Maybe uh, Under the Surface could be one. You know, those are the ones I think. More or less, you know, and I don't even remember which other song we are. <laughs> but yeah, those for sure, those I think are, are are coming up. So we were talking recently on the podcast about stage close and what you guys have done certainly over um, since Delirium is you've had a you know, very distinctive, um, I mean, you've always treated your your look on stage seriously, right? But we've seen on delirium and then black anima very distinctive look for you guys you know the face paint and so forth mm-hmm. um firstly i mean i've never asked this question before where did that where did the decision to do that come from and and how has it sort of worked its way into the i won't say the default look but a, a look so distinctive now that it's in the album yeah we st- i think we started more for fun you know like more of a halloween uh, kind of fun to to paint and to dress more like zombies or, or stuff like that, and then we kind of enjoy it and we notice how much of a stronger character was portraying for the people, you know, especially I think for the band, for the musicians in the band, because me and Christina we've always been more in the front for obvious reason, you know. Yeah. So that's why we also don't wear as much makeup as the other guys because people have seen our faces. For so many years, that would be weird if we're going to complete a face paint, you know, uh, after all these years. But for the band, I think it gave them way more of a, a stronger character, you know, on the live. And we noticed that all the photographers was taking more picture of the musicians as well. And there was more balance on the image of the band. And then fans were starting to to paint us that way. And, and and to portray us that way. So it it just obviously we knew that we weren't the first one to use makeup, you know, like like masks, makeup, all that stuff. It's not nobody uniforms, it's not being invented by recent bands, you know, the those bands that have been doing it forever. So we knew that there was also the risk on the one hand to to look more like other bands, but we thought there was really fitting the, the concept, especially starting from Delirium, where the, the craziness 
was more running free, you know, in the concept. And from there, then we took it to the 119 show and then to the new album. And, and people just embrace it really well, you know. So we decided, why not? I mean, obviously, we know that we're not original because we do that and we don't care about that. We care about having a good, compact image for what we do, you know. I, I, I never really thought that the idea that, you know, obviously the, the rest of the band, other than yourself and Christina, um, the photographers take photos of them more because of their looks it's more balanced that makes perfect sense and it draws more attention to the rest of the band so it feels like a more balanced experience it makes perfect sense um do you do you find that you kind of it helps you i say get into character when you're about to go on stage by putting on the makeup yeah yeah i think masks and makeup and uniform everything helps helps you to it's like an actor in theater you know if you go to see a show in a theater you see actors with costumes and stuff. It helps you, drags you more into the story, you know, into the, the the atmosphere of the of the play, you know. While if the actors would be in jeans and t-shirt, you wouldn't be the same, you know. Mm. So obviously, it, every band I think has their own cliche, you know. And for some bands, the cliche: if you're a hardcore band, you maybe you don't need the makeup and the uniform. You can do the tank top, the tattoos, and the shorts, you know. If you're Metallica, you can do the black. On a black t-shirt with black uh, wristbands and black jeans tight black jeans and that was the Metallica look yeah. for the Black Album for example and then became very very iconic for them you know so every band has its own cliche you know Sleep Not you want to see them with the masks and with the uniform you know so there's something that adds to the character of the band you know it's not the only thing if you only have the image then it becomes a problem you know yeah. if the the image is not supported by songs and music and playing playmanship or whatever you call it uh that's the problem you know but if you have both that's makes the package even richer you know it makes perfect sense it sounds to me like something you're gonna you guys are looking to do for you know going into the future as well so just do you see that this developing further and working very very tightly with the concept of whatever album comes next after black anima yeah obviously it has to match the the concept you know like if we do for example i give you an example that is not probable but just to give you an example if you do a next album it's going to be a very acoustic record mm. maybe the makeup would not match you know because maybe the makeup would be too much on an acoustic setting but which i don't think is going to happen because i don't think we're going to go acoustic <laughs> but but just to give you an example, yeah. you know, it, it depends where the music go, you know, but it's something at the moment is really strong and we have fun and it gives us, as you say, it gives more interplay to the characters on stage. So it's only positive. I don't see any negative in it. You know? Now that makes perfect sense. And, and uh, I'm disappointed about the acoustic, but you know, maybe one day. <laughs> I still when we can do all two headbang, we're going to do the acoustic record. <laughs> I remember the acoustic shows you guys used to do. That, Coming on stage in uh, a yeah. wheelchair, something like that. <laughs> one day we'll all be there, mate. <laughs> with, a, with a little blanket, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Cocoa afterwards and so forth, yeah. With our teeth on right before we go on stage. <laughs> teas and biscuits afterwards yeah <laughs> so, so one of the things that i that, that we've reflected on is that um your, your vocals on black anima you know clean and growl are, are just amazing I mean, and get, get getting the fact that you're doing a lot of growling how, and you know there, there was quite a long time where andrea was not you were not growling right there was clean vocals for many albums and you kind of something that you brought back over delirium and then into into black anima how do you maintain those growl vocals when you're doing it live i mean you know i've i, I can't imagine how challenging that must be i mean i think it's something that I always had, even if I didn't use it for a long time, but I always had, especially in the beginning of the band. And so it stayed with me, you know, and then obviously the more you do it, the more you relearn and the more you make it better and the more you learn to do it without too much uh, stress on your throat and on your voice. Uh, but it's quite natural for me. So it's not, we noticed that it was really fitting the songs and then, in 2018, when we did Delirium, 16, 18, and, and then the people was not really shocked by a girl vocals anymore, you know. No. So we thought we could push a little bit more 
on the music side, but also on the voice side. And, and so we say, why not? And see how it's going. And then it seems people really love it. So really embrace it. So I'm not saying there's not going to be any more clean vocals from me, but there's going to be when it's really adding something special to the song, you know, because we already have Christina that can do all the melodic parts. So it's not really needed for me to do it unless it gives something extra to the song, you know? Yeah, and no, I totally get that. Although what I will say is that, Arguably, my favourite song on on Black Anime is "The End Is All I Can See," which is, <laughs> which is clean vocals from you. And I think you, you, I mean, both of you are amazing in that. But I think you shine just that whole song for me. Uh, that's your song, right? And I think you just do it so well. And it's I say it's it's either certainly up there, number one, maybe number two, probably number one as my favorite song of the album. I listen to yeah. it all the time. But for example, in that song is a perfect note, perfect key for me to do it. And so it's, it, it really adds something in, in the past. Uh, sometimes we were working the vocals in a way that maybe it wasn't the right thing for my range, you know? So I was struggling to do, uh, the more melodic voice in a range that wasn't exactly comfortable for me. So uh, in this case, we decided, I think it's something you learn with the experience. You know, you learn that do it in a record is not necessarily then going to happen in live as well. You know, sometimes you do stuff one time when you record and then you're not able to redo it with the same quality yep. later, you know. So sometimes it's better to really focus on what you can do best you know instead of because you might be able to do it put it you know it's better sometimes to to make sure that you can do it every time you know so we we decided to just use it when it's really in the perfect range and it's really sounding good and and sounding good also on a live setting you know that's something we have learned uh um songwriting in the recent times is that you don't have to just because you can do it in the studio it doesn't mean you can do it every time you know oh, exactly yeah so um we're talking about live shows then uh, one of the questions actually uh been poached or poached one of the questions that's been asked of me on, on, on the empty spiral on the look and record discord server um from nick is do you have any plans to play a show dedicated to a full album now we know we've you've done it for karma code i think it was mm -hmm. yeah uh, which i missed and i'm hugely disappointed about but any other plans any thoughts there about whether or not you should do that show yes yeah we, we talked about it and i'm sure we will do it sooner or late and uh but i think as we as we always say you know marco has to rearrange a little bit of the keyboards and and the parts because we only have one guitar now and a lot of the keyboard from the past albums we don't have because it was uh, recorded in analog and, and so we will have to re-record them for the tracks you know for the backing tracks uh, so we will do it but obviously it's a, something we need to dedicate sometimes to to make it happen you know but you know, I'm, we're not excluding it mm -hmm. what we have seen recently sort of change, changing track for a moment is we've seen some of the older albums being re-released on vinyl through century media um, yeah uh, so are they being remastered or, you know, have you guys had much involvement in that process? Or has it really been down to the record label to, to do? I think some have, de have been remastered for sure. I think the Coma Lies and uh, I'm not, I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking that they're doing a, a much different master than the original ones, but I'm yeah. sure we gave them the tracks to do it. The original, the, the, the files, you know, the, 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 the stems to do it. So yeah, I think they did, they did it. And uh, when are they going to bring out Unleashed Memories as a new? And that, that's a central media question because we don't <laughs> oh, have any. That's... We don't have any saying in in when we can say why don't we do it? Yes, and they might do it, but right, well, it's mostly their decision. Could you, could they, you... we, we cannot push for it more or less. We can tell them, give them a suggestion, an idea, but it's not on us, you know, because it depends on their releases and their schedule. So it's more of their their call, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I, I'm sure. If they're doing it with their other records, I'm sure they will do it with every record okay. sooner or later. Can you tell them that Matt's asked, please? And I'm not, okay. I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm not the only one. It, it just now feels like, given that they, we've got Picture Disc, which is like gold dust, uh, mm -hmm. but given that we've recently, you know, we've had the the EPs, we've we've had Inner Reverie, uh, we've had Comalize get a reprint, uh, it, it feels like 
it's now the odd one out. It's the, the one that we Yeah, uh, for example, the EPs, they're not even on Century Media. They came out on another label that basically licensed the the, um, the master to, to print the vinyl. So we we have nothing to, to say about it. You know, we, we couldn't say yes or no. You know, they just said, oh, they're going to do this. And you want some copies to sell on the road? Yeah, sure. But we're happy about it. I mean, we like the result and we, we're fine with it. But it's not up on us to say... Uh, yes or no in this case you know. fair enough well I'm still waiting for Unleashed Memories and I'm not going to stop badgering about it until I see it <laughs> <laughs> so uh, last day we've seen a new video safely yeah. the official live video is released so what can you tell me about that how did the, how, what was the decision there to release the video and how did that one come about but basically it was something that happened because we were bringing out on the last European tour we did, we brought out uh, Isabella, which is a friend of us that does a lot of this work with video. So a videographer basically that followed us for a couple of weeks on the tour and and she filmed everything backstage, a little bit of stage and, and on stage. And so we, we decided... With the, with the management that it was a good idea maybe to put out a live video mostly to support these upcoming tours that were meant to be now <laughs> and that's why it's coming out now but uh, obviously the tour didn't happen but we say it's still we can still give something to the fans especially since we cannot really go and play for them uh, at least they can have a, a taste of the live tour we did and uh, without too much pressure. You know, it was a good result. We, Isabella said, I can try to put together something with what I have and see the result. And we like the result. And so we said, why not? You know, it's uh, something to, to keep the fans busy with something new for free that they can enjoy and just play and, and just listen to the song again. So it was a good good option to 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 put put out something new but but the original meaning was to to support also the live shows that the tour and the tour that was meant to be in asia now and then the summer tours summer festivals but obviously it took a completely different purpose yeah but it's i mean i guess it gives something you know to those people that are not going to i can give you i can give you a little news that it probably we're going to work for a a new video a full production new video uh later in the year well there you go exclusive excellent i'm looking forward to that one as i'm sure many many people are thank you for sharing that with and now we're going to hold you to it so yeah <laughs> I, guess... I mean if we don't die first uh, yeah yeah of course if we don't get <laughs> if we yeah. survive the virus <laughs> if we don't get corona <laughs> 28 days later and all of that sort of stuff exactly. so <laughs> i'm kind of hopeful uh, and i'm there's no obviously no pressure at all but um one of the things that I, I really have really enjoyed is the the way that your videos have just evolved so just incredibly, really. I'm looking at Reckless, looking at um, Layers of Time, the relationship between those. Heather, I mean, our Reckless, I still think is the one of the, if not the best video you've ever done in terms of its mm-hmm. its darkness, its theme, its horror. It's really horrific, right? It, it just delivers such a punch and it really adds to the song. But even going back to the songs of, say, Delirium and the way that they held this kind of interconnected, somewhat complicated and with lots and lots of questions, sort of story, that kind of, you know, the murder, the crime thriller. Um, I love what you've done there and I, I hope we see more of that kind of thing uh, you've always left those kind of questions about the, the nature of your music hanging in the air which is amazing yeah i mean our idea was to complete actually the story from delirium with another video for my demons which was was going to be the closing of the chapter with the, also an explanation sort of uh but we didn't happen because uh the, maybe we were out of time and and then there was no plan no budget for another video and then we took over with the 119 show and everything else so uh, it just didn't happen for different reasons and, and but there was meant to be one more we wanted to do to close the, sh- the 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 maybe we'll do it anyway one day you know when we have a bit of time and budget we can do it anyway sitting in those chairs with blankets over your legs kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. just to close the story <laughs> but uh, i think nowadays that videos are not meant for tv anymore because there's no more mtvs or any kind of serious outlet that that has meaning uh, for a video, you know, the, 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 all the video can be played on, on YouTube, basically. Yeah. On internet. 
and sort of way less problems of censorship. You know, when you were, you were doing a video that needs to be on MTV, you, there were a lot of no, 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 because you can't do a, a winter video to be played in the summer. You can't do a summer video to be played in the winter. You can't do flash of lights because are dangerous for epileptic people. Yep. You, can't, you can't do violence. You can't do cigarettes. You can't do drugs on the video there's so many limitations you know because of of the rules of tv you know that are different than the rules of internet and so nowadays there's a lot of freedom to to go wherever you want with the video because it's uh, on youtube and not on tv anymore so we felt that we could produce some more artistic creations you know and some are more extreme than others but we felt there was not such a big problem anymore you know and if you look even at pop videos videos of that they're already uh, stronger than they used to be. You know, they're not as as light and, and stupid in a way that they used to be. Nowadays, even pop artists, they make very heavy videos sometimes, you yeah, know? Yeah, So that's the cool thing about the internet, you know, that brought this kind of more freedom to the artist, and that's at least a good point about it. Yeah, I mean, that creative freedom we see everywhere, don't we? And, and as you say, videos are made for YouTube these days. That's basically their channel. Uh, and... As, yeah, absolutely. We we see all kinds of really crazy videos. I mean, you just got to look at some. I mean, even if, if you take, uh, for example, um, uh, what's her name? That the singer that is going strong now, the um, Millie Eilish. Mm-hmm. Eilish. She their video are already a bit horror, you know, and they are made by a horror director actually. Yeah. So so there's no reason why we should be afraid of of doing a horror video, you know. Yeah, and I think as I say. Uh, reckless in particular, I think, is is horrific in in the best way possible, and it's, it's really there's a there's a great story there underneath the cover, or well, not even underneath the covers. There's a story there in the music and in the in the video, which is definitely worth exploring. So yeah. So uh, I think we're kind of almost out of time. I don't want to keep you here all night, Andy. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's been amazing catching up with you, and, and it's uh, it's always delightful to, to have you on the podcast. I, I really only have one more question for you. Um, it's a question I've not asked for a while, but um, could you tell me what 119 means? Uh, I, I, can't, I can give you an, an extra int. Okay. It, 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 might, it might be tied into... To the band Lacuna Coil, I think. It's to something to do with the band Lacuna Coil? Yeah, I think somehow yeah. it's, it's tied in with the band. You know, I think wow. it has something to do with the band. You heard it here first. That is an exclusive. Thank you so much <laughs> for sharing that insightful piece of information. <laughs> One day. Only the best information for you. <laughs> One day, mate. One day. I'll get you really <laughs> drunk and you'll tell me. Um Listen, it, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for taking your time out to to chat with me on the podcast uh, and uh, share news about the tours and of course your, your information about the uh, the set and everything else we talked about is brilliant brilliant thank you so much and uh, hopefully we'll get to uh, get to see each other in the flesh as it were uh, at a show very very soon once everything's calmed down yeah hopefully very soon <laughs> thanks mate really appreciate it ciao Matt. ciao ciao ciao, ciao. Thank you once again, Frank Dreyer, take taking time out to uh, to talk to me. It's always an amazing time talking to you. We've got lots, lots of interesting things to say, and I, I certainly hope we get a chance to catch up again very, very soon, and obviously hope we get a chance to see each other face-to-face um, equally soon, uh, although I don't hold much hope for that right now. I think it's going to be quite some time. But anyway, thank you very much, sir. Well, that brings us on to the review this week on the podcast. Uh, We are most of the way through Black Anima now, certainly the regular edition of the album. And uh, we have reached... The end is all I can see. So, Russ, do you want to start us off, please, mate? 
Yes, the end is all I can see. This this is a strange yet polarizing one for me, and, I, and I'll tell you why. Um, I'll start with sort of the music first. Obviously, it begins with sort of that creepy electronic atmospherics that's been created. Um, you then get a guitar tone that comes in. And one of the things that strikes me with this song is the guitar tone is very reminiscent of the sound on Broken Crown Halo when I listen to it. Um, you've got Christina comes in singing the verse. And there's kind of, it sounds to me like there's a lot of effect on the vocals. It sounds almost a little bit auto-tuned in places. And as we know, if one person doesn't need auto-tune, it's Christina. Andrea then comes in and you've got kind of the, the complementary of the joint vocals across the majority of the track. And there's sort of instances with Christina harmonising with herself in the background, which is obviously something that they used to do sort of in the earlier days. Um, the positive is uh, the vocal delivery is very, very haunting and creepy. And I think it complements the lyrics um, completely. Um, my favourite thing about the track are, is the lyrics. Um, I think it's very, very dark and we'll come on to that in a minute. I think generally the song ties in with Black Anima as an album, as a concept, as a, a midpoint track. But musically, I just find it very, very pedestrian. Um, it's not to say I dislike it. I just generally find that the song never really changes pace. And there's not really a great deal of dynamics to the song musically. And as a result of that, I'd probably go so far as to say it's one of our least interesting songs, probably until about 2 minutes 30, when the guitar and bass starts to get heavier and Christina kind of comes in, you get that choir sort of violin effect, which then goes back into a new verse from Andrea. But then as soon as Andrea stops singing, it kind of goes back to a very sort of pedestrian place musically. So I think it's a bit over, overly long for what the song is. Um, but that being said, I think lyrically brilliant. Um, I love sort of the... Uh, I wouldn't even go say imagery. It's just very, very honest, brutally sort of imaginistic lyrics that just paint a picture of, you know, what the world is like in the current climate. And I think the biggest strength of the song is the lyrics. I just wish there was a bit more punch behind the music to it for me. Okay, fair observation. Yeah, yeah I can understand that. I know what you mean about the lyrics, and certainly, yes, it is a pedestrian song, isn't it? Mike, what are your thoughts on The End Is All I Can See? Yeah, I agree with what Russ has said. I think the lyrics are its strong point, um, definitely. For me, it's got almost like an Eastern feel to it, going back almost as far as Karma Code, I would say. Um, I, I like it. It's one of these songs that it's not a skippable track, but it's, as Russ says, it's one of those songs that's not as strong as the others. But all in all, I don't think it's, it's a bad track. There's just plenty of others on the album that we've talked about previously. And in the coming weeks, that are possibly uh, more uh, rounded, as, as, as I would say. Fair enough, fair enough. Whew. I'm going to be the outlier here. And you probably kind of guess, actually, from stuff <laughs> I might have said in the past. I love this song so much. I really do. And I, I, I agree, absolutely 100% agree with everything you guys have said. It is pedestrian absolutely pedestrian and i think that's it's to me that's its strength there's something about this particular song that creates an atmosphere with me uh, it's starting off with those guitars and what sounds like a you know a telephone ringing right you've got the sort of ringing tone in the background and then you've got that kind of christina's vocals very subdued and then you've got andrea coming in i think there is a little bit of intentional auto-tuning here to 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 enforce that kind of strange digital vibe that kind of, kind of creates a creepiness here, as I think you said, Russ. Um, the, it's one of those songs that I just love the atmosphere of it. It just reminds me of some old school stuff they've done, mixed in with that Broken Crown Halo era. Um, and it's it's almost feels like a, a, a sort of a... I want to say a hats off, but a kind of a, a, a tribute to that kind of period in their music. I think if it was on a, on a, an, a different album, it might get lost. But for here, it feels like a kind of cathartic interlude that we might have, I think we need after the epic powerness of, um, of Beneficium. I think it's like, it's a stroke of genius putting it straight after that song. I think the two of them for me work so well. 
Uh, it's one of those songs that I will listen to every single day. Uh, you know, it is the most unskippable track, and I think it's because of that vibe, that that that, that kind of cathartic, chilled out vibe. I love Andrea's vocals. I like, you know, the point you make about Christina coming in where she sort of says, you know, burn it down, and she does the the choral stuff. Man, that gives me the chills every single time. Oh my god, that is just—it's <laughs> so simple. It's a technique. No, they, this is not a unique technique, but the way it works in this song builds up. Oh, it just gives me the chills just thinking about it. I love it. I absolutely love it. If I could capture that moment that I feel when it gets to that point in the song and bottle it, I'd make a bloody fortune. I tell you, I really would. Or they would. I'd let them have it and let them sell it. Uh, but, oh, it's just, I love it. It's just divine for me. Um, going back to the point you made about the lyrics, I, I think the lyrics are really, really strong here. I love the way that you've got that, you know, that clean away my sins because I want to be with you. Now, please answer my prayers because the end is all I can see. I love that. I love that chorus. And then you've got the sort of the twisting and turning and, and then, you, you know, there's a bit as mentioned before about burning it down. I'm caught inside a maze, need to get out of this. That, that high vocals that Christina comes in in that kind of, um, that bridge part of the song. Um, and when she kind of takes it up to a prison in disguise, I keep running around in circles, stuck on repeat again. And ah, oh, love it. What it's about doesn't really matter, actually. Um, it's pure poetry to me. And you said it, I think, last time when we were reviewing Venefitium, Rush, you talked about how powerful and strong the lyrics were there. It feels to me like in Black Anima, they've taken a step back and reflected on some of the poetry they've done in the past and tried to bring that through in their lyrics in this album. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it works, and I think it works no better than it does in this song. So, yeah, very different view from you, or maybe exactly the same view, but we just, our musical tastes have just diverged at this point, because um, I'm, I mean, this is a strong contender. I, I would go so far to say this is my favourite song on Black Anima. It's not the best song, it's my favourite song. There you go. I'll put it out there right com- now. Sorry? Didn't see that coming. Yeah, my favourite no, song. me neither. I absolutely adore this song because it's so different. It's cathartic, as I've said a few times now. It's chilled out. It's a different kind of sound to Lacuna Core for me. And it feels to me like they can do anything right now. Um, it, there's, no, there's no formula to this. Insofar that... You know, it's not like it's an Andrea supporting Christina's vocals. If anything, it turns it on its head and it's Christina supporting Andrea's vocals. And there's no growling in it. It's clean vocals from Andrea, which, which sound great. There's that kind of um, the choral sound from Christina, which sounds great. Uh, I think the guitars do a good job. I think I don't necessarily need to feel the percussion here, but that you do, it's, it kind of helps. And I think that this is this shows the the musical is genius too strong a word certainly the musical mastership if, if, if that's even the right word as well but how how well um, Marco has crafted this because he's created this atmosphere and he's not been afraid to do it so I think it's yeah it's a great great song I could talk about this one all night and it will be full of superlatives I'm a massive fan of this. So there you go. Sorry to to, to uh, disagree with everything you said. Actually, I don't disagree with everything you said. I agree with it. I just see the result in a very different light. So there you go. Um, so, so Russ, what are you going to give this uh, song out of 10? Um, if it was lyrically, lyrics, I'd give it 10 out of 10. As I said, I love the lyrics. I think they're brilliant. Um, musically, it might just be me. There's something I just can't get into or click with this song maybe in a couple of years it might fall into place but the sum of its parts for me probably my least favorite on the record five out of ten it's not good it's not bad it's bang in the middle okay mate yeah fair enough what about you mike what you what would you give for the end is all i can see um six and a half okay all right well six and a half out of ten so kind of similar to russin sort of a bit better than average yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's not it, for me. It's not one of those that you would skip. I just think that it's. I can see what you're saying, Mark, but I can see also what Russ is saying. There's something about it that, not that it's not finished as a song, 
but it could have gone down a different route with it. I get what you're saying, that it's a breather on the album, but it could have been a breather on the album with more added to it and more dimension, I think, for me. Okay, yeah, absolutely fine. Guys, I'm I'm just going to go straight out and say, for me, it's a 10 out of 10 song, okay? Maybe wow. I'm just not as musically astute as you guys. Uh, if I was to say musically, I'd probably give it a maybe an 8 out of 10 for the kind yeah, of the yeah. music side of things. But this is, from my perspective, for me, this song hits every single note. I just think it's brilliant and I love it and I can listen to it all the time. I will never get bored of this song. I know it. It's it's up there with a current obsession, right? It's in that kind of place. It's, wow. It's, yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh, 145 episodes. That's the first time like, I feel truly shocked by a review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. This is seriously up there. I adore this song so much and I... I could keep talking about why I adore it, and I probably wouldn't be able to quite articulate it effectively enough. All I can say is it chills me to the core, this song, in a good way. So there you go, 10 out of 10 for me. I love it. I love it. Throw every song away on Black Black Anima. As long as you leave me this one, I'll be a happy man. Okay. Uh, And I don't think it's the best song on the album, but for me it's my favourite song of the album. So there you go. So, um, there we go. Very, very big differences of opinion there. Quite divisive. And you said it right from the outside that it was polarising, right? And I think it's polarised us in some respects with a, a five, a six and a half, and a mighty ten out of ten. So, there you go. Who said that we don't have diverse tastes in music here on the podcast? Right. Well, there we go. That was a, an interesting one, guys. I think that brings us to a close yeah, this week yeah. on the podcast, isn't it? Um We'll see what happens next week. We'll see how we uh, recover from our division here. <laughs> and see, see where it's next fine. week. It's fine. not like we're going to see each other for the next couple That's of weeks. That's true. That's true, I suppose. But still, <laughs> it's uh, absolutely fascinating to see how we, we, we kind of all agree on the content of a song and yet conclude very different things about it. Um, what am I going to be doing for the rest of my week? Well, actually, I'm going to be playing online. I've discovered that I've got my mouse and keyboard configured on my PlayStation, and I'm going to be playing Call of Duty, because there you go. I'm a bloke, and that's what I'm going to do. So if anybody wants to join me on Call of Duty, um, my uh, PSID is Empty Spiral 119 Ha! I you didn't see that coming. Uh, <laughs> it's the thing it is. It's empty spiral 119. I probably need to check and confirm, otherwise, we're sending people in the wrong directions. Um, yeah, empty spiral 119. I've just had a look there, so that's my tag. Come and join me and kill me in the war zone. Um, I'll, be, I'll be doing other things online as well, uh, but certainly what I won't be doing is wandering around parks and you know, I'm not coughing in people's faces, etc. Because, well, I'm an adult and I want to take this coronavirus very very seriously to protect others and myself so uh, what i will be doing now is listening to a hell of a lot of the end is all i can see not because of the name but because i love the song so there you go that's me what about you guys how are you spending the rest of your week in stunned um, silence apparently <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mike what about you what are you up to uh, just self-isolation um, and eat cake, if I can find any. Eat cake. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to sit at home and eat cake. Um, if you do that, I'd like you to put some stuff on Instagram, maybe a little little video of you eating cake. You know, one of those... Or a, yeah, a picture of some angel cake, maybe. Yeah, I, I, make it happen, Mr. Dyer, all right? I want to see, yeah, you, yeah. To see you eat cake. After this, definitely. Food. Absolutely. <laughs> what about you, Russ? I have to say, I have missed the um, empty spiral cake debate. It's been a while, and whilst we're on that subject, um, I was introduced to Madeleines or Madeleines the other week. Oh, yeah, Madeleines, yeah. yeah. Little, little French sponge cake. And I have to say, in the empty spiral cake review, it was thoroughly underwhelming. It was just basically a, basically a, a sponge cake. Nothing yeah. special about it. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We, maybe that's, we that's my cake rant of the week. When you can have a cake, you're not going to have a Madeline when you could get something really, really good, like, I don't know, a Victoria sponge. <laughs> I said we need that new section, Russ's rant of the week. There we go. I think we should do yeah. it. Uh, with a, most, a focus on cake for at least the next 50 episodes. 
and then we can go on to biscuits, and then we can go on. Oh, well, you get Brexit for free. You've been ranting about that for ages, so we're all good. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, um, Mike's going to go and eat cake, and Russ is going to go and review cake and rant about it. I'm going to rant about cake. Well, I'll tell you what, Mike can post some pictures of cake, and then I'll rant about it, and then you can podcast about my rant. We, I feel that we do need to diversify. I think we should move into food reviews. So there we go. Poor buns. <laughs> Poor buns. <laughs> yeah, we can come back to the Jaffa cake debate, can't we, at some stage. Oh, let's not get started oh, yeah. now. Whoa, sorry, I shouldn't have <laughs> opened my mouth. Let's not get started there. We'll come back to that at some stage in the future. All right, guys. Well, uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you about cake <laughs> and sometimes lacuna coil. <laughs> and uh, you look after yourself. Stay safe. Okay, look after yourselves and your families as well. And, and that goes out to all of our listeners here on the podcast. You know, be good to each other and listen to more Lacuna Coil, okay? Cheers, everyone. Ciao, guys. Hold up. 